Riverside. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Men in Gitch, where two men who may or may not be in their gitch tell you about all the good video game news you might have missed in the last two weeks. Tis I, Gage and Brandon, again. Brandon, how are you doing? Not too bad, man. It's uh, <laughs> It's been hot recently, as you saw in uh, Snapchat there. 122 degrees yesterday. Uh, other than that, not too bad. Locked my keys in my car. Got over it. Have a spare key. Love to see it. Uh, just quick for my fellow Canadians, I'm gonna do a little, uh, do a little, uh, conversion here. 51 Celsius. 51 Celsius. Fuck right off. Fuck right off. No. Yep. That's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me. The, uh, it gets, it'll get up to, like, 38 here, peak summer, and that's unbearable, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fifty-one. Yeah, nope, that's a no for me. It's been uh, it's been gloomy as fuck here the past uh, literally week and a half. Nothing but rain. Mosquitoes are out in full force. Um, but more importantly, um, you've caused a bit of an issue in my life. I've got a I've got I've got a beef <laughs> to pick with you. Seriously, you've you've yeah. literally disrupted my home life, uh, my work life, and uh, it's it's hard to function as an adult in the society. Uh, solely because of you. So, so fuck you, and um, uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna play some Tarkov after this. <laughs> Escape from Tarkov, folks. It, it's uh, real good. Makes you mad at first, but it keeps reeling you in because it's addictive. Yeah, it's real good. I understand. Like, I didn't get into them, but I totally understand now. People who are into Dark Souls because it's like the punishment is almost like part of the fun. Like, I find I find in Tarkov. <laughs> Like if I'm in the middle of a, like if I'm on a really good run and I, I've got a backpack full of shit and my you know my rigs full of shit and I've got like three guns on me I'm like hell yeah and I die my immediate thought is fuck I need to try again like it's you know yeah. what I mean like it's 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 weird it's a weird type of punishment where normally like I'd be like fuck this game I'm done I'm over with it but like when I get defeated in this game it's like oh fuck okay I gotta I gotta I gotta make up for that. And then, yep. uh, and I look up oh, and it's yeah. three a.m. and I'm like, "Oh, it's been twelve hours." Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I saw this meme. It was uh, about Tarkov. It was like, "I love coming home from a stressful day of work to play a video game that induces stress." Yeah, honestly. And it was Tarkov. Yep, that's the way it is. I'm thinking about it at work. I'm thinking about like, okay, what kind of what kind of weapons do I need to get next? Uh, I fucking I wrote out a physical chart. If we ever do a video version of this podcast, I'll show up. But I wrote out a physical chart, a chart on paper uh, with all the ammo calibers, and then which are the three best for them, so I know what to keep and what not to keep. Like it, it's um, it's getting real. It's getting real. So Tarkov's an really absolute good. mad lad. Yeah. It's getting good. But folks, we are not here to talk about Tarkov. Although I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Tarkov feat. Uh, uh, a Tarkov-centered episode in the future. But uh, we're here to talk about video game news and some juicy rumors. So we got 13 stories of news, along with four rumors today to talk about. And uh, we're just going to jump right on into it with numero one. Uh, Remedy has announced its plans to develop a four-player PvE spinoff to Control, currently titled Condor. 
they've also confirmed that a sequel, a full-fledged single-player sequel to Control is in the works. Uh, did you ever get around to playing Control? Because uh, I, I, I haven't yet. I also haven't played Control, but I've seen some gameplay of Control, and I think the idea behind it is actually really cool. Yeah, it just looks like a fucking wacky sandbox where you've got like all this telekinetic powers, yeah. and like I've seen the destruction physics in it. It looks it just looks awesome, but uh, I haven't yeah. jumped into it. So a four a four player PVE spinoff is cool. Um, I don't know if right. uh, if that's I, like I said I haven't played it. I don't know if the fan base is into that or not, but it'll certainly be interesting. So. You got that to look forward to yeah. if you're into control and either way a sequel's coming so pretty cool take two has acquired uh dynamics a facial animation studio that's previously worked on uh nba 2k21 red dead redemption 2 um and if you haven't seen how detailed their facial animations are in that game then you weren't paying close enough attention yeah yep uh that's exciting it's cool to see it's cool to see a a publisher uh or i guess in this case you know we'll say publisher but studios it, it work with somebody that like contributes to a core mechanic to their game to some sort of aspect and go like okay this worked out really well let's let's make this a permanent thing you know so yeah i'm gonna buy you yeah, you're mine now i i own you so <laughs> that's cool yeah red dead redemption 2 is pretty good um nba 2k 21 they those games even though i don't play them uh whenever you see the trailers and the cutscenes, the uh, facial animation for those is pretty good too so you can see the sweat drip off of their face yeah makes sense makes sense that's a good get from take two again locking those guys down so that they have somebody they know is reliable for gta 6 and whatever big games they're working on next so yeah mm. definitely Number three, Sony has acquired Nix's Software, a studio that is known for porting software to PC. So let's get fucking hyped, boys, because this is Sony doubling down on their porting to PC. They now have a studio that will be dedicated, presumably. They haven't announced that that's what it's for, but I mean, come on, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty obvious. That's what. That's what the software. That's, is that's what that studio does. They don't make their own games. They literally only port. Uh, other games for other studios but now they are locked in with sony and this means that we're gonna get some more uh some more sony exclusives on pc and i am fucking hyped i want i want to play god of war so bad on pc i want the ratchet and clank games again yeah ratchet and i clank. own them all on disc yeah yeah i haven't played the new one yet because i don't have a ps5 but the 2016 reboot that they did was so fun and i would absolutely jump back into both of those games i this is the problem with this is the thing with sony exclusives i jump back into all of them i would play i play uh, last of us part two again i'd play ghost of tsushima i'd play fucking god of war again all of it yep all of it yeah mm. so i can't wait i cannot wait either yeah this is great news uh, Microsoft and Hideo Kojima have signed a letter of intent to work together on a new project. The letter states that the project will proceed if certain criteria is met, and according to industry insiders, it is unlikely to fall apart. So, you know what that means. This uh, blue box conspiracy is looking a little less like a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, if, if, if Hideo Kojima yeah. is doing, doing his own thing, that means nobody's doing a Silent Hill thing, right? So, yeah, right. we'll have to see how that pans out. But in terms of this specifically, I think it's pretty cool that Microsoft is uh, is kind of, is like in the most industry way possible throwing some shade where it's like, hey, you know that, you know that esteemed developer that usually makes PlayStation games? We're going to get in bed with him a little bit. So, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool to see what this is. The there's also some rumors and speculation that it's a cloud based product. So we'll see what that oh. means. I don't know if that means it's going to be a cloud exclusive or if it's going to be one of those games that uses your system hardware and cloud computing to sort of push it to the limit. Who knows? It's Hideo Kojima. It could be literally anything. It really could. Yeah. But uh, exciting stuff. And uh, yeah, cool to see Microsoft kind of uh, kind of getting a little ballsy with their with their who they're uh, who they're throwing money at. Um, yeah. Number five, former Rockstar game director Dan Hauser has founded his own company in the gaming space, Absurd Absurd, uh, Absurd Ventures in Games. Uh, it's currently unclear if this is a development studio or an investment slash publisher group. I threw that in there because there's a lot of uh, big names saying that it's a studio and it's not actually listed as a studio so could be could be something could be uh could be a video game studio and they make something fucking awesome because dan hauser was the director for uh red dead one and gta four and five so he was the yeah dan hauser he was actually the writer for grand theft auto three vice city four and five he was one of the writers on all of those and he was with rockstar for over 20 something years yeah so i hope this is a studio i hope it's a studio that would be fucking awesome uh but it's it's very the wording is very unclear if you actually go to the source of it and how he's listed his uh company and it's it very well could be just an investment and publisher group where he invests in other studios so we'll have to see what that ends up being but Pretty cool stuff because yeah, a lot of a lot of veterans that Rockstar left within the last uh, four years. So it'll be interesting to see what they all end up doing. I'd actually done a little bit bit of digging on the Dan Hauser thing. He's actually listed as a producer in his investment group. So interesting. Okay, so maybe they will. Yeah. Maybe they will have. Uh, they will have an in-house studio that, that's working on stuff. Then but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he's listed as a producer in that. But moving on, hackers have infiltrated Apex servers and retitled various menus in Apex Legends to protest the DDoSing of Titan Falls 1 and 2. Respawn has previously acknowledged these issues and has been working to fix these issues since the early spring. However, they have been outed for only having like two people work on fixing Titanfall while everybody else fixes Apex. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel with this because, like, I, I get it. I get people are upset with the state of Titanfall one and two on console, but at the same time, they pulled this shit specifically right on uh, J- July fourth, and like a bunch of uh, 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 respawn employees had to come in on like the fourth of July and and work on a holiday. Yeah, so that that's kind of lame. That's kind of lame a little bit. It's like, uh, I feel for the developers where it's like, oh great, now we have to come in and do this when I should be spending time with my family. Yeah, apparently the. Um... The quote-unquote hacker that was DDoSing has also attacked charities for mental health. Oh, And that just makes him a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. You can fuck right off, sir. Yeah, that's, uh, you don't love to see that. Um, Titanfall 2, I will say, I can't speak for console players, but I think that's, they're getting the worst of it, if I remember correctly from reading about this whole debacle. But Titanfall 2 on uh, PC doesn't, I haven't had many issues with it. I'm able to play... I haven't. I actually haven't had any issues with it. I've just been playing matches, and so the uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, obviously, console console players, it sucks for you guys. So 
hopefully they get that worked out. Apparently it's, a, apparently it's actually a complicated issue to fix too. Like I've heard a lot of respawn devs being like, Hey, we hear you. We don't know exactly how to fix this. Like it's kind of, it's kind of fucked. It's got a lot to do with the source code. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It does run on, uh, it does, it does run source engine, which is an old, like, again, a 2004 engine. So yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they get that fixed out and hopefully people calm the fuck down because at the end of the day, they're video games. They're, they're trying, and they are video games. Correct. Uh, number seven. Sony has officially unlisted Japan Studio from its list of studios page on its website. The iconic studio behind cult classic games like Ape Escape, Shadow of the Colossus, and Gravity Rush, uh, Gravity Rush, sorry, and also co-producing Bloodborne with From Software. Sony has been slowly downsizing the Japan studio for years now and is looking to integrate uh, the remaining employees into Team Asobi, which is the studio behind the PS5 launch title, Astro's Playground. This is uh, this is just like another another stain on Sony's like optics issue that's been happening for like, that's been having for like the last year and a half. Because it's like not only is PlayStation an incredibly Japanese brand and company, but like man, I swear Jim Ryan took over and he's just like I. I, he made he made a conscious decision to put like feelings and like the, the the concerns of players just into the bin into the trash and he's like business first yeah it's like man Japan studio has such a legacy there and uh yeah I feel for them it sucks that uh you know the the, the home country of your brand is just kind of like yeah you're not really that important anymore so we're just gonna slowly shift you out like shadow of the Colossus that game had so much that was the Elden ring before Elden ring was a thing that was the game that everybody yeah. was waiting for year after year. Yeah, it's uh, you don't love to see it. Yeah, no, dude. The Japan studio is it's been around since 1993. Yeah, that studio is almost 30 years old and went was labeled officially defunct as of April 1st, 2021. What a terrible April Fool's joke. Fucking yeah, <laughs> not impressed. Not impressed. I yeah feel for those guys again. Just the not only is it, it not only is it you know, uh, when there's when there's when a studio closes or there's layoffs, it, it sucks just because you know those are real human beings with you know mortgages and jobs and all that shit. That sucks. But then also the double the double like uh, backstab betrayal they must be feeling of just being like, hey, we're one of your oldest studios in the home country of this console of this brand, and uh, you guys are just you know kind of tossing us to the wayside a little bit. So I feel for those guys. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. However, moving on, we have Supermassive has trademarked the Dark Pictures, The Devil in Me, which will be the fourth entry into the Dark Pictures anthology. House of Ashes is the third game in the series and is currently on track to be released on October 22nd, 2021. Have you so That's right around the corner. Have you played these games at all? I played uh what was there what was their big one that started all this that wasn't part of the Dark uh, until dawn i played until dawn and i actually yeah, enjoyed yep, it quite yep. a bit but i haven't touched any of the dark pictures games have you messed around with these at all yet i played until dawn but that uh that's pretty much it i haven't played any of the dark picture games no yeah it's interesting i was looking into this for the story and i guess bandai namco who publishes these games they actually signed on with supermassive for eight games and they've been releasing one a year. So I don't know what kind of plan or how they sold them on that pitch. Because that's like a huge commitment that like almost no publisher would make. Like the only one I can think of in my head is Microsoft and Bungie with the Halo series way back. When they had signed on for yeah. uh, 10 years, I think, of, of uh, exclusivity. But like 
that's Halo was groundbreaking, so that makes sense. But it's like, yeah, the dark pictures—they've been getting like you know mixed critical re- reception. Some people really like them, some people really don't. But Bandai Namco must have been like, there's something here because yeah, they signed on for eight games. So yeah, right. Uh, maybe I should give those a go though because I did enjoy Until Dawn. It was fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, looking forward to this stuff. Um, number nine, Nintendo has announced Nintendo Switch OLED model. And, uh, yes, that's the name. The name is just Nintendo Switch and then in brackets OLED model. Uh, I still can't believe that. (laughs) This is an updated, this is an updated iteration of the Switch featuring a slightly larger seven inch OLED screen, enhanced audio, a LAN port on the dock and increased internal storage from 32 gigs to 64 gigs. And I have... Personally, I've never seen a more lackluster upgrade than this. Um, yeah, so I got some gripes with this as well. Yeah, there were leaks and rumors from a lot of credible sources that they are working on a beefed-up version that had a NVIDIA uh, ARM chip, you know, system on a chip that had way more horsepower, a lot more processing power, uh, increased RAM. Uh, and apparently a lot of those people have come out and said that that still is the plan. Uh, it's just coming out later, but... If this is one of those things where it's like, if you look at the specs here, everything that they've upgraded is all handheld mode. So you don't really you don't get any benefits in dock mode, which is half of the switch, by the way. But they've done all this stuff and they didn't increase the battery. They didn't increase anything. Like now you've got a better screen, a larger screen, but the same battery. Like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what they're doing over there. I personally, I'm 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 down on Nintendo a lot more than other people. I I think they've been con- like extremely anti-consumer for like the last two years, and to me, this is just uh-huh. another. This just sort of solidifies my opinion of that. Like I, I'm not impressed with this at all. Like, how are you going to make a Nintendo Switch that the whole premise of the idea is you now have an OLED display? It's bigger. It's cooler. And then throw a LAN port on the dock that defeats the purpose of having an OLED screen. Like, oh, well, you have to use the dock in order to use this LAN port because <laughs> that's just really stupid. And this is the problem with, with this is that you have to think about not just the people like us who read up on the news and we know we, we know the know-how, we know the lingo. There's going to be a lot of people out there who look at the screen on the Nintendo and go, Wow, the games look a lot sharper, and they don't understand what OLED is. And then they plug it into their LCD TV in the in the dock, and they go, "What the hell? Where's where's all the where's the contrast? Where's right. the this? Where's the that?" Like, no, it's just the, it's just the handheld part of the screen. That's the only up, update. Um, yep. So yeah, it, when you take that into account, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty shifty. Not a big fan of that. Not a big fan of that. They they pulled an apple. They really did. They really did. Made the screen bigger. New product. Yeah, exactly. This is and, and and more expensive. Like it would be, yeah. it would be. I would have a completely different read on this if this was just the Nintendo Switch going forward. If they're like we've we've reiterated it, kind of like how they increased the battery and they didn't change anything else about it. If this was the same price as a Switch and they're like this is just the new Switch, we decide to make it OLED now. We put on a LAN port on the dock. That would actually be that would actually be great. That w- I would I would have the opposite read of the situation. I'd be like, good on you guys. This is now just the Switch. But no, this is a this is a model that is an upgrade that costs fifty dollars more. Sony has officially acquired Housemark, the studio behind the PS5 exclusive Returnal, and older games such as Alienation, Outland, and Angry Birds. The news was announced on Twitter with the official PlayStation account tweeting out an updated banner of PlayStation character 
that now includes the main character of Returnal alongside other Sony IPs. In a strange turn of events, PlayStation Japan accidentally tweeted out an image in the same style, instead welcoming Bluepoint games to the family. The banner in this image includes the character from Demon's Souls in the roster, along with the main character of Returnal. This indicates that an acquisition of Bluepoint games has already been finalized and is awaiting announcement. Yeah, somebody's losing their job. <laughs> Somebody is yep. losing their job because it's... So, okay, first off, Sony's got Housemark. That's great. Returnal was a huge hit. A lot of people like it. Um, and they've been they've been making... That's been like a second... That's been like a glorified second-party studio for a while. Like, they're technically third-party on their own, but a lot of their games are only coming to PlayStation. Cat? Right. <laughs> um, so that... <laughs> that... Uh, that makes sense to me. Um, but then, yeah, to actually tweet out um, the wrong image, because that's the thing. So when J- when uh, PlayStation Japan tweeted out this image, the actual tweet said, you know, welcome Housemark, but they accidentally tweeted out, like I said, uh, a banner image that's the exact same style as the Housemark one, except it said, welcome to the family Bluepoint games. And it had all the characters in the background, including the, the Returnal character and Demon Souls. So obviously this was meant to happen after and uh yeah that's that's rough i feel bad i feel so bad because it was very clearly an accident they tweeted it they deleted it almost immediately but that was that was enough time for the internet to get a hold of it so yeah. whoever uh yeah whoever whoever was the playstation japan social media manager like i'm i'm really sorry dog that's rough somebody is in trouble yeah yeah and uh, now blue point games is in this weird spot where they're like trying to deny it and be like no 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 Obviously, it's supposed to be a surprise. I think some as soon as this happened, some of the industry insiders were like, "This is this is going to be announced at Sony's like E three uh, State of Play event that, that still ha- doesn't have a date." So, yeah. unfortunately, the cat is out of the bag now. So when when that uh, State of Play does happen, and they're like, "And one more thing, we're happy to announce that Blue Point Games is now everybody's gonna yeah, no, we know." <laughs> yeah, no, we figured that out a while ago. Yeah, we saw that. <laughs> Um, news item number 11, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut has been announced. The game will feature new content for the base game and for Legends, which is the uh, four-player co-op mode, along with a DLC expansion on Iki Island. Um, the Director's Cut will be a $20 upgrade, so if you have the PS4 uh, Standard Edition and you want all the Director's Cut goodness, you have to pay 20 bucks to upgrade that. And then if you want to bring it to next-gen, or current-gen, I should say, it's going to be an additional 10 bucks to upgrade from PS4 Director's Cut to PS5 Director's Cut. So, um, yeah, they, they added some cool stuff. Uh, they added uh, um, Lip Sync for uh, the Japanese uh, VO. So if you want to play the game where everybody's speaking their native language and you just have English subtitles, now the lips will actually match up. I think that's fucking really cool. Like a small detail to some people, yeah. but that's that's really fucking cool that they did that. Uh, not a huge fan of PlayStation's whole shtick where it's like, hey, if you want to use your uh, PS5 to its fullest extent and you already own the game, you have to, you have to pay us another 10 bucks. Not a big fan of that. I get the yeah. argument that, like, you know, they have to... They did put man hours into it and they did, uh, you know, uh, have to make like make the adjustments. But it's still, like, if you have the PS5, you've bought the console, you've bought the hardware, you should be able to use the hardware. In my opinion, so right. 
Yeah, not a huge fan, especially when Xbox has smart delivery. So if you have, if you bought the Xbox One version of Halo Infinite and you stick it into the Xbox Series X, it's like, oh, you're on a Series X, so I'm going to run it at its best possible thing. So, right. yeah, not a huge fan of Sony yep. uh, nickel and diming for that, but that's just my opinion. You are literally playing a, or you're paying a PlayStation 5 tax, and it is just unfair. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, you're playing, you're, you're exactly, you're paying a PlayStation 5 tax. Absolutely. Um, go ahead. Ubisoft has announced that the Assassin's Creed franchise is shifting towards a live service platform with the working title Assassin's Creed Infinity. This game will be supported with a continuous stream of content and will house multiple time periods. I hate the use of the word infinity. It's so boring. It's so boring. I hate Halo Infinite. I hate that title. I should clarify. I love Halo Infinite. I love Halo Infinite. It looks like a fantastic game. I hate the title. I, I, I hate it. Stop video games. Stop using Infinity to represent, you know, a long period of time. I really hate it. I really hate it. Assassin's Creed 100 years. <laughs> Actually sounds better than Infinity. It sounds stupid, but it sounds better than Infinity. This is weird. I wonder, is this going to be like... I don't know. I don't know. Ubisoft does monetization like the worst in all out of all the games. Ubisoft and EA are, are yeah. definitely in the same caliber of bad, but Ubisoft is just like I've got I've got very little faith in this. This is going to be just an excuse for them to put even more XP boosters and like you know different types of currency in there and all this shit. I not a fan. Find even more ways to integrate their own store. Yeah. Exactly. It's still nuts to me that you can play some of their single-player games like Watch Dogs and there's, like, fucking XP boosters and, like, different currency and all that. Like, just... I hate it. I really hate this uh, monetization-heavy sort of era of games. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. And the last bit of news, which is... We're ending on a positive note here, boys, is that EA has renamed and restructured DICE LA... Uh, Dice LA, the studio behind uh, most of the Battlefield games, is now named Ripple Effect, and they've got a fucking sweet-ass new logo. And uh, it will be managed by Vince Zampella of Respawn. So he's going to stay at Respawn, and he's also just helping out. He's, he's managing both Respawn and um, Ripple Effect. They're, they're currently working on uh, Battlefield 2042. They're finishing some stuff up there, but they're in pre-production for a new unannounced IP. So... I'm fucking. I'm excited about that because Dice LA is a talented studio. They made Battlefield Three, yeah. Battlefield Four. Like, I mean, Battlefield One. Some people didn't like. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Battlefield Five was a bit of a misstep. But you know what? Franchise is allowed to have that every now and again. Overall, Dice LA, pretty good shit. And then the fact that they're Vince Sampella. People, this is a name that y'all need to be aware of because you know we all know the Hideo Kojimas and you know uh, the you know Casey Hudsons and all that stuff. Vince Sampella. Founded Infinity Ward, made uh, Modern Warfare 1 and 2, and then he dipped, went over to Visceral, fucked around there, and then dipped and made Respawn and made Titanfall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this guy this guy knows. This guy knows first-person shooters. And uh, the <laughs> fact that he's helping out, uh, he's managing Dice LA for their new uh, unannounced IP, like, I'm fucking hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah. And to end it on an even better note, if you like dogs and you like Apex, and if you like Battlefield 2042, the Boston Dynamics robot dog looking thing is being has been data mined into Apex as one of the keychains. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh is that yeah. the robot dog is in Battlefield 2042? Yeah. That's fucking like a, awesome. Like robot Boston Dynamic dog. Thing. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Okay. Yep. That's hype. That's hype. Also, okay. I like dogs and I like robots. You know what? You brought up dogs. We have. I, it wasn't. It is. You know, it is newsworthy. Okay. All right. The dog behind. The dog that was modeled dog meat after Fallout in Fallout 4. River. His name is River, yeah. and he has passed away. And I would like to, for the first time in Medigitch history, um, I'd like to give him a moment of silence. Ten seconds of silence. Rest in peace, River. <laughs> a true legend in video An game. History. absolute legend. I tried. I tried to carry on your legacy. I begged my family to name our German Shepherd Dogmeat, but we did not. So that is the last of our news. We're not ending on a good note. We're ending on a sad note. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah. You lied. <laughs> I lied. I lied again. <laughs> this po- is a podcast of lies. We sit on a throne of lies. Yeah, that is that is how we that's how we work here. Uh, let's get, let's get into the rumors to end off the show. We've got four uh, four rumors here. Uh, numero one, industry insider Jeff Grubb has given updates on what he's heard from Microsoft's upcoming uh, AAA games. He states that the initiatives Perfect Dark, Obsidian's Avowed, Playgrounds Fable, and Avalanche's Contraband, uh, and the Coalition's next game are all expected to release in 2023. Uh, he did note that some of those could be pushed back, but I'm excited that they're targeting that early window. Um, I'm I'm fucking stoked for Perfect Dark because that was one of the first, if not the first, game that I uh, played as a kid that I remember had playing as a kid. I definitely shouldn't have been playing it um, because it's, <laughs> it's you know good good amount of cursing and very kid friendly and blood and all that <laughs> shit. But it's a, it's a fantastic game and, I, and, it, and it holds a very special place in my heart. So I'm really excited for Perfect Dark. Obviously, Obsidian, a great studio, Fallout New Vegas, uh, Avowed looks I pretty love cool. Obsidian. Uh, Playgrounds Fable. I mean, Playgrounds only really done Forza Horizon, so I'm I'm excited for this game just to see what it ends up looking like. Uh, I did play the old Fable games. Contraband, we don't know much about. So yeah, are there any of these games that are really tickling your fancy that you're like really excited to play? Uh, Fable. I'm I really want to see Fable because yeah. after seeing Forza Horizon Five, Ooh. I'm like, oh man, man. Yeah. And I think I think they did some telegraphing in that because I was watching E3 live with my buddy, and um, there was a certain point where they stopped and they were talking about how how detailed the up close images. And I was thinking about my head, and I was like, "Well, you don't really see that in Forza, but this is going to be the same engine as Fable." So I think they're trying to like, you know, just just you know, sprinkle a little bit of uh, you know uh, hints about that. Or it's like, hey, you know, this is yeah. uh, we're the guys that are working on Fable, and look at how pretty these things look up close and. You're going to see this in Fable, so... Yeah, I'm hyped. The... See this cactus you're not going to see? <laughs> well... It's really detailed. Great. Yeah, what did he say about the cactuses? Every every pine needle is is its own... Yeah, is can... its own, like, uh, physical object or some shit like that? As soon as he yeah. said that, I was like, y'all are talking about Fable. You're not talking about Forza now. Nobody gives a shit. That's, that's, that cactus is going to be a blur as I'm zitting past it at 300 kilometers an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Warner Brothers... <laughs> Warner Brothers may be looking to sell NetherRealm and Telltale Games, according to a recent report from Jez Corden of Windows Central. 
NetherRealm has been responsible for developing games like Mortal Kombat franchise from 2011 and onwards, and the DC-centered Injustice franchise, while Telltale Games is Telltale. They make The Walking Dead, Tales from the Borderlands, and The Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Um, this makes sense to kind me. I, I wonder, because I, I, I wonder if it's a budget thing, like how much money they pay for licensing, because that's the one thing with like right. Telltale and NetherRealm. Everything they work on is like external. Oh no, I think I think Warner Bros owns uh, Mortal Kombat, right? I think they do, but still, there's like a lot of licensing stuff going on in there because right. I mean, there's characters in Mortal Kombat that are just like random other franchises right they do like that Arnold schwarzenegger from the terminator and, and the stuff predator like and all that stuff yeah that makes sense yeah. and tell even though those are warner brothers movies but... right and everything telltale does they have to license the walking dead tales from the borderlands wolf among us those yeah. are all comics or established ip from other studios and other places so i wonder if that's what it is right. it's unfortunate i hope that these places end up at, at you know in uh, in good hands uh, nether realm i'm not i i don't have much experience with because i'm not a side-scrolling fighting guy i've never been into them but uh the the walking dead from telltale holds a special place in my heart especially the first season so those guys are pretty talented actually i played tales from the borderlands as well and i really enjoyed that as well so i hope uh yeah those can those kinds of games are nice yeah it's a good change of pace i like uh, i like sitting down and be like, all right i want to i want to watch a movie but i also want to play a game let's let's boot up a telltale game <laughs> yeah um yeah, I hope those guys end up in, in good spots, either on their own, financially stable, or you know, maybe maybe this is uh, maybe uh, Microsoft looks at Telltale and goes, yeah, we could have one of those, and they just shell out another, you know, hundred million <laughs> or fifty million or whatever, and just like here you go, yeah. Seems to be the going trend over there at Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, we'll just we'll just buy all the talent, and then we'll have it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Rumor number three, uh, Ben Studios' next IP may be multiplayer-focused based on job listings found online. In a posting from a senior network programmer, the post reads, um, programming, this is just a snippet, it's kind of in the middle of, I'm guessing, which is a longer paragraph, but programming around the support of low-level network issues, multiplayer engine design, and architecture. So uh, that's interesting. When uh, I know when Ben Studio tried to pitch Days Gone 2, the pitch was that it would be uh, a four-player co-op sort of thing, and then yeah. that got denied. And then it seems like this is the weird. See, this is the weird thing with Sony. It's like, no, no, you can't, you can't do a Days Gone two. Sorry, you know, it, it didn't do well enough for us, or X, Y, or Z, or whatever the case was. So, so then the, right. the uh, I think the narrative director and the design director they both left, um, presumably because they were unhappy about that. But then, but then Sony came to Ben and was like, "Okay, but you can work on a multiplayer-focused IP. It just can't be Days Gone." Like, what? I don't, I don't understand what's going on over there. Yeah, Sony, Sony's doing something special, and nobody knows what it is. I hope it's something special. I hope <laughs> it's all Sony part of. Know what it yeah, is. I hope it's all part of some grand plan that we just can't comprehend. And like in a year's time, we'll be like, "Oh, we get it. We get what you guys are being assholes for a good year and a half. It's because it was all for this." After all. Yeah, dude, after all, the Japan studio was labeled defunct on April 1st, so this could all be one giant April Fool's joke. Japan studio is Blue Box. <laughs> <laughs> the silence. I've never heard a louder silence in my life. <laughs> That's it. That's canon now. That's the theory. 
Japan Studio is Blue Box. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the only fucking reasonable explanation. That's the only fucking reasonable explanation with all this shit. <laughs> Who knows? You might be right. Oh, man. Um, Tom Henderson has released a metric ton of information about Rockstar's upcoming GTA 6. The game is set in modern day to allow creative freedom for DLC, which is great. The location is by city, and at launch will not be significantly larger than the map of GTA 5, but will apparently expand and evolve over time, similar to that of Fortnite. I feel like that's going to be more comparable to, say, Red Dead Redemption 2, and how the world the world map changes over time. I don't know if it's going to be like Fortnite. But... Mm. The game will include a single-player component with multiple-player playable characters returning and rockstar's first female lead being one of them the game is a current gen and pc exclusive and is looking to release at 2024 in the earliest this information has been corroborated by jason schreier of bluebird yeah which is a pretty reputable source lots to unpack here i mean the so i understand the modern day part they want to, if they want to be able to add fucking hover jets and you know all that nonsense and pressers and yeah and yeah. ospreys and whatnot then they have the then they have the luxury to do so i kind of would have liked to have seen like an 80s vice city again sort of like with like you said with the, like we were just talking about before the show started with all the fucking sweet ass cars of the era and all that stuff and the and the yeah. style i would have loved to see that um but you know i i again it makes sense from a from a from a design standpoint to to not limit yourself in a box um yeah, I right. mean, I understand what you're saying about Red Dead Two, um, but like apparently, like yeah, when he's when when he reported, he said like that the his his inside source was was saying that they were looking at Fortnite as an example, and again, Jason Schreier corroborated. So maybe they're they're literally like now there's an island off the coast and you can go there and you know now maybe maybe like buildings like like in GTA Five that running joke of that building that never got finished like maybe you do see like shit. Yeah. shit actually change in the city and whatnot yeah it'll be interesting to see and th- my concern is does this stuff happen in single player or is it online only because me thinks that it's probably online only because that's where you get people to come in and spend real money if they can't grind 800 hours of doing rooftop rumble to get enough money to do the thing you need to do to get that Zentorno you've been wanting exactly yeah so I don't know. I'm hyped for GTA Six because I mean Rockstar is is Rockstar. They're one of the titans of this industry, one of the best developers out there, and I'm sure it's going to be mechanically super impressive. But I'm worried about how well GTA Online is doing. And again, they're pretty stingy with the amount of hours required to actually do things. And every time they release a new content drop, it's gotten to the point where I don't even bother booting it up again because I know you have to buy three three or four things that are all millions of dollars to be able to do the new thing that they've added in the game. Um, right. So yeah. you can either put, you know, 40 man hours into grinding the game, or you can spend $130 to get the amount of money you yeah, need. The juicy shark card. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I would be lying if I didn't say I was a little bit worried about GTA six, but 
I'm sure mechanically and like this is the thing I'll buy it and I'll enjoy the single player. I know I'll, I know as long as there is a single player I will be happy because there's at least some content for me to enjoy. But this whole evolving and expanding map while it sounds cool, I I definitely think it's probably an online only thing. Yeah. It might yeah, that might very well be the case. I was just comparing it to like Red Dead Redemption 2 cuz like in some of the cities when you first start the game, they're building the cities, and then as you progress through the story, those buildings are now completed. Now oh, like, oh okay. you're right. No, no, that is true. That is true. Yeah, I forgot about that. So Rockstar has done this already. Yeah, just a much smaller scale. Maybe just... Right, right. Right, okay. I see what you mean. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, that is all of the juicy news in the past two weeks that we arbitrarily deemed was worth sharing. So there you go. Yeah. Um, adios. See you later. Goodbye. Oh, no. Stick around if you want to. <laughs>